Hello everyone, Alexis Hightower here, and we are back today with part two of our visit with OSU student coach, Robin Ventura. In part one, Robin talked about coming back to OSU to be the student coach and to get his degree in general business, as well as his college experience from when he first came here versus now. In part two, we will discuss the transition from playing major league to coaching collegiate baseball, Robin's favorite cities he played in, and the meal plans he had. So what was it like making the transition from a player to coaching? It's different when, you know, when you're a player, your, your concerns are yourself first, and then it goes into the team stuff and, and making sure you get everything done. But when you're coaching or managing, you know, you, you're looking at everything, everybody you're, you're looking for, you know, there's a player that's going to walk in every day and I don't, you don't know who it's going to be. It's always, it's a pick out of a hat, but somebody's going to have some screaming needs. And whether it's emotional, mechanical, uh, physical, they're gonna, there's going to be something going on with somebody every day, and you have to be aware of it, uh, and you have to be open to it. You have to kind of be looking for it. And so you're, you're, you're spread out a, a lot more than you are as a player. As a player, you can kind of focus on your own things, and you can go in the cage and take swings and everything else. But you're, you know, when you're coaching, man, you're watching everybody, and you're watching body language. You're just trying to make sure everybody's still moving along and, and doing what they're supposed to be doing. What would you say the biggest difference is from managing to coaching like a collegiate team? Well, I, I think, you know, talent wise, the guys are a little further along. But what I've also noticed is they're they're very similar. The The issues might be different or bigger, but they still do the same thing. and even the major league guys are kind of kids at heart anyway. So they still do things that are kid-like, which is fine, but um, they, they already know better. So <laughs> you get the ones here and they, you know, this is part of growing up. And I think, you know, you're trying to help them become a little more time management savvy uh, you just, would know all just, about time management right now. Yeah, right now. I'm very good at teaching this. Yes. I'm very good. Because when they say, oh, I don't have time to do it. I'm like, oh, yeah, you do. Trust I, me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I, I think, you know, baseball is just baseball. It, it, it's different, but it, it really doesn't matter if it's Little League or the Major Leagues. There's just a lot of similarities on what people go through, uh, you know, what works, what doesn't work, things like that, that. I think Matt and I both get to share with these guys if they're having a problem. You're like, yeah, it, this happens as well. Or if Josh is frustrated or even, you know, a coach on the other side is frustrated, you can look at him and go, yeah, even if you're in the major <laughs> league, you still be feeling like this. So yeah, that part doesn't really matter. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, who was the, the most challenging player you had to manage in the pros? I don't Not too many that are – that are challenging. I, I think they, they all have their different thing. They're all, you know, the ones that ended up being concerned more about themselves than what was going on around them or, or the, the team stuff that I think that's, that's going to be difficult in any situation or any environment. Um, but when you're, when those guys are open to what's going on around them and, and feel free to talk that way, that they have the, the courage to kind of step up and talk and, and engage and, and be open about that. I think those are the guys that are a little bit easier to coach. 
you mentioned playing for like two different teams. Do, do, so do you like the East Coast or the West Coast better? Because you grew up on the West. But you've I grew. Up. I spent most of my time playing in the Midwest in Chicago, but New York was just fun. It was just. It was very different for me. Uh, I'm not a big city guy by any means, but um, I, I think just again the atmosphere that you get, and uh, I mean they call them fanatical for a reason and they are definitely <laughs> fanatical they definitely look to that yeah it, it gets it gets to that point i think the west coast there's probably i mean they're they're great fans too but it's different i think there's more to do there there's more for people to go do outside um but new york was just a good and chicago was too i mean i, I think those chicago's probably the best summer city in america of being able to have water and it's a, it's a manageable downtown. Um, New York is just so big that you get there and you're like, I have no idea where to go, what to do. Chicago, you can kind of head and get your toe in the water of just understanding the city and, and getting around. Yeah, I think you're right. Chicago is, it's a big city, but it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel that way. And you have the lake that's right yeah. there. So there's some water that you can, it's very cold. Yeah, it's very right. cold. I have two sons live in there. Yeah, well, yeah, it's very cold, but it's, uh, you can still get out there. And well, I feel the need to disclose, I've been a Cubs fan most of my life. So playing for the White Sox. Well, this is over, cold. right? No. <laughs> <laughs> it was brutal. And I, I do remember, yeah, when the, the, the Mets won the, the pennant. That we yeah. So I'm trying to get past it. I just want okay. you to know, Robin. Yeah. So I'm not not trying that's to okay. any grudges. So that's okay. That's <laughs> okay. funny. What you know, you traveled a lot of cities, obviously. What besides playing in Chicago, New York, what were your favorite uh, cities to play in? I think road trip wise, uh I always liked going to Seattle. That it was just it was just cool enough uh weather wise that you you could walk around i loved walking around like going to boston or or seattle i love i get up every morning and do the freedom trail and and do things like that i as you can tell i, I would like the history part of it so i walk around and and do a lot of that but seattle was always there was great seafood you could go down to the market and they're throwing salmon around and and doing things so i i just like when i went to a city to get out and if it was, if we were in a place that we were downtown, you could walk. I love doing that. I guess I never thought about that. That yeah, when you're, you would actually would go out and and then experience the city a bit. Yeah, you had you, a life outside of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah you <laughs> kind of it just turns your brain off from you thinking of the baseball part of it. But I would get up, have a coffee, check what's on the news, and and start walking, and just to kind of get myself going. I was going to ask, what did a typical day look like? in the majors and then as a manager and now the as a player i would get up have coffee i'd watch the news i wanted to make sure i watched about an hour of news and then walk around i usually you know back then you know just to kind of go back and forth today they have a chef inside the locker room because they want to have everybody on kind of a nutritional path in the old, you had to get your own lunch. So my day was trying to get myself coffee, maybe something light to eat, walk around, look at the city, but always have like a stop time of, I need to go find some lunch somewhere and then come back and be able to go to the ballpark and get ready. But now because they have a 
chef that's inside locker room, they get there much earlier than we used to get there because they'll come and work out. And, you know, in the old days, they didn't have a, a weight room in every stadium. So you would get up in the morning and some days you'd go and work out at some health, Local health club and be able to get back and do it. Now everything's inside those stadiums. So they get there much earlier. And even as a manager, you kind of get up and I'd walk around, do everything, but you pretty much eat at the stadium. You're, you're there at 11, 30, 12 for a seven o'clock game. And this is much different for me. So again, I am just the student coach, <laughs> so I'm not required to do a lot of things, but I, I am here on time. And, you know, I, I think that I have to do my school stuff before I come to the, to the stadium. Just because once I get there, as soon as you walk in the door and you think, oh, yeah, I'm going to get it done when I'm there, it never happens. Because we have, you know, 30 guys that are going to be in the cages and they want you to throw, they want you to do ground balls. And it's a great so, thought to have. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The thought's there. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I, I have to get that stuff done either early because going home at night, I'm tired. I don't want to stay up till one to get it all done because usually things are turned in by what is it, eleven fifty nine and fifty nine <laughs> seconds on a Saturday or a Sunday. So I don't want to kind of push that time. I was about to say, have you ever pulled an all nighter yet? What if I say yes? <laughs> <laughs> you would be normal. Okay. Yeah. So I'm the normal. Yes, I've had to pull a an all nighter of just, uh, and that was my first semester of coming back trying to get everything organized, and then I. I look at it, I'm like, oh my gosh, I've got to get this in by 11.59. So I stayed up all night on a Saturday. We had a Sunday day game. And then I drove back home and I started to do it. And I got it in, I, I think about with two minutes to spare. That's early. <laughs> <laughs> well, really, Alexis, but, but, we should talk about that. I'm going to let you go with that. I, I, I got mine in on time. There you go. Is what I'm saying. There you go. <laughs> Do you go to Edmund Lowe to ever to study? No, I have not. I have not. What? I haven't been in. I, I don't have time to do that. You know, you take most of your classes online or all of them? Yeah. I had one that was in person, but it only met once a week. So that one was a little easier for me. I mean, like you, a number of our students who work a lot, they do take online because it allows them some yeah it does it, it does work schedule. it totally allows you the freedom to kind of get to it when you need to do it um and i like that you can work ahead a little bit if if you feel urged to do that uh, like dylan yes <laughs> <laughs> dylan dylan was on top of everything so he he was always the first i knew i was running late when somebody else got it done if dylan got it done and i hadn't got it done I knew I still had time. time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> so you said to learn to cook. What's what are your favorite things to cook? Well, when I was here, it was pretty simple, uh, just pasta and things like that. A lot of veggies, uh, but I, I'm all over the place. I, I think even for the tailgating stuff, uh, EJ Fister and I do a tailgate football, and we will barbecue. He does. He's he's competition style ribs. Wow. He's really good. Um, I do tri tip, which is from my hometown, 
So I make tri-tip sandwiches. So the Santa Maria style tri-tip is kind of its own little thing. And I grew up watching my dad do it. So I brought it back to a football game and they decided that that's what I had to do every single time. <laughs> so I'm pretty limited as far as the tailgate. <laughs> they don't let me veer too far off, but I'll try and cook anything. I just, I really enjoyed um, kind of experimenting with that and, and being able to cook. I would always cook and at, on home games, I would do it. And then I'd make enough that my kids could have it for dinner but I would make it for lunch and they would end up having it for dinner. How many kids do you have? Four kids. Got three girls and a boy. Oh, okay. And they're all grown. They're 29, 28, 26, and 22. Okay. Where'd the 22-year-olds go for? He went to Georgia. Really? Okay. His cousin went there. Oh. Uh, and he went out on a trip and was like, this, I'm sold. this, is, this is where I want to go. This is home. Okay. I said, but there's still this place halfway in between there. <laughs> you mentioned cooking. Whenever you're late night studying, you don't want to cook. Where in Stillwater do you typically, typically, oh my God, typically go? My, well, I, at night I don't, that's, but Red Rock's kind of my favorite for sandwich soup. I'm a big soup guy. So I love the soup and sandwich little combo. That's my, uh, if late night, if I could go to ranchers, I would go there. That, that's a, I like going there. Well, as a stu student, you can use your meal plan. I, I have done it. I have done it. I didn't figure it out until after my first, after the end of the first semester, I saw so many college kids in there and I'm thinking, I don't remember being in college kids being able to eat so well. And I found out that they save up their card so they can have a big blowout at the end of the semester. So I said, all right, I'm going to do the same thing. Yep. I'm going to wait it out and I'm going to go with all my fellow students and order up get the full experience at that point yeah too. Exactly. i had the same experience i go god these kids have money and that's yeah like, yeah the same thing they like, uh, they had a nice glass of wine and I'm like oh yeah man that's a nice bottle for a college kid <laughs> <laughs> that's funny yeah so yeah that was very different than my experience my experience was, students. So it was top ramen y'all had meal plans back then right I shouldn't say back then. We did. I, what do you mean? It wasn't like saying. we were killing the beast on the side of the road. And we said it wasn't them. like Come my on. experience. I didn't know if y'all even had the option. Well, you did. You did if you were in a dorm. And so at Bennett, the, that's where the football team ate. So if you timed it upright, they had better food than what was served at other times. So if you timed it upright, you could probably upgrade your meal if or if you had a study partner that was on the football team you would be able to maybe get a ticket for an extra or a steak they had steak we had other stuff but you might be able to work your way into a steak weasel your way yeah so you gotta have those connections yeah you gotta Building you gotta your put yourself out there and meet some <laughs> people so in, in whatever free time you have what do you like to do I, rob walton and i'll go out and play golf just to kind of unwind and talk through what's going on with the baseball team, but it's in a much more uh, relaxed atmosphere and we can kind of clear our heads and, and look at things without being in the middle of it. Um, that's pretty much, I, I like to travel. I think again, getting back and being able to go, you know, we just got back from Nashville playing Vanderbilt. We just went out to uh, 
Phoenix. So it's it's fun traveling with these kids, I think, to see them experience these things. I think Josh does a great job of being able to kind of put us out there a little bit to, to get the kids to understand what it's like to travel and, and how to act when you when you're going through the airport. Did you like Nashville? I did like Nashville. I've been there a few times. We used to have our winter meetings there. So I probably knew a little bit more of getting around and where to go than than some other people. But uh really good town. I think the kids it was it was a really good trip for us. The kids did great. Um they played well. It was it was it was a good trip. Yeah, it's interesting. I probably haven't thought about it, but you're right. But for a lot of the student athletes, the travel is something they probably hadn't had a chance to experience. Yeah, it's it's different. It's a and I think if you travel just by yourself, it's one thing. But when you're traveling as a group, it's almost like a tour group. You know, when they're everybody's yeah, kind of lined right. up and somebody <laughs> holds a flag up and all right, you're going this way. You you're don't tie ropes to get. Well, we, we I would like to. I would like to if I could. There's a few of them. I would like to tie on a rope. You have the backpack. It's like a leash. Mm -hmm. <laughs> just daisy chain them together. Yes. So if you weren't doing the baseball life, if you weren't traveling, if you never started baseball, what career path would you have gone down, you think? Or would you want to go down? You know, I'm going back to the answers that I've always given. And when I was a kid, the Goodyear blimp always flew over my house as a kid. Really? And I wanted to be a blimp pilot. <laughs> That's so specific. I love it. very specific. Yeah. I'm just, I'm. When I was a kid, I, I could hear the motor and I would run outside and I would climb on my roof to watch it land. It just fascinated me. I don't I mean, now that I'm older, I don't know if that's really. <laughs> that's a bucket what, list thing to fly that. Yeah. Way. Yeah. I've actually been on it. Have you really? I've, I, that was one of my things that I wanted to do. And I did it in uh, Carson, California. They have a, that's one of their depots. And um, I went up on it. We went around. Uh, Palos Verdes, the airport, all through it. But it's a, it's a strange thing because you're just in this little small compartment and you can feel like you can still see the front of it, the back of it. Um, and it doesn't go very fast. It, it doesn't it, look like it. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't appear. Yeah. It, it doesn't go very fast, but it looks fast. It feels fast when you're landing because they point the nose. You're literally pointed straight down. And at the very end, they they swoop up and then they, the guys grab the ropes. But when you're looking at the way they're landing, there doesn't look like <laughs> this there's any way out of it. It doesn't <laughs> look like they, this is not safe. That's funny. Well, thank you very much, Robin. I enjoyed chatting with you. Appreciate you're welcome. Your time. Uh, Alexis, always a pleasure. Thank you. I had fun. Thank you for joining us. And we'll see you the next time on The Buzz on Business.